Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go Go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. You are in for a treat today. Let me tell you, I am so excited to bring the guest on today for our guest interview because not only is she a great person, but she's super real and down to earth. She tells it like it is, and her and I have become very close in the online space and someone that I consider an online friend to bounce ideas off of. And in this podcast episode, we really talk about a lot of different things. I'm bringing on Alyssa McDonald, who is the host of the Teacher Hustle podcast. She's the founder and creator of Teacher Hustle University. University, and we talk about building your business while working full-time. We talk about marketing do's and don'ts. We ask the question of whether service providers need an email list, and we even dive into how Alyssa has added a service-based layer to her business, to her already well-established business, and what she's been loving about that, and how she was able to figure out what service to offer. So Alyssa McDonald is a teacher, marketing strategist, toddler mom, and a lover of french fries. She's the host of the Teacher Hustle podcast and business coach for teachers in the Teacher Hustle University membership. She's passionate about helping teachers diversify their income by launching, growing, and scaling their online business while maintaining their values and staying mission-driven. You guys are going to love Alyssa. You'll love this podcast. Like I said, it's full of so many juicy nuggets. Keep listening if you want to hear about Alyssa and how she was able to grow her business, market her business, and do all the things well. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. Alyssa, I'm so excited to welcome you to the podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So I know you have such a great story of how your business came to be. You know, I know it started way back when and it's kind of evolved and shifted. So I would love for you to share your journey to entrepreneurship and how the Teacher Hustle brand came to be. Sure. I would want to, I want to start by saying that if you are in a path where it feels like nothing is fitting together and you're not sure how your random experiences will come together to give you your light bulb moment, let my story be inspiration because it is so weird and crazy how I came to this point. And I still sometimes pinch myself because I'm not sure how it happened, but I, I've always had kind of the spirit of an entrepreneur, I would say. And, um, 
So back in 2012, my sister and I are very close and we were having dinner one night and we were getting chatting about our, all of our ideas like we usually do. And she said, what if we opened a shop? We have this really cute downtown area that kind of reminds me of the Gilmore Girls. Um, really cute shops and restaurants, coffee shops and that sort of thing. And she was like, what if we opened a shop downtown? And she really wanted to paint up old furniture. Uh, and turn around and sell it. We have kind of also a love for old things, vintage things. So um, she wanted to do that. And I honestly was hesitant. I'm not very crafty. And I really didn't like the idea of painting furniture. But I said yes, mostly because I wanted to have this brick and mortar store in the downtown area. And at the time, I was a full-time teacher. So it was a little bit crazy, but we did it anyway. We opened the shop. It was so much fun. We were there for a couple of years. Uh, my sister and a couple other people that we hired did most of the painting. I, like I said, hated the painting. So I ended up actually taking on the marketing side of things. And back in 2012, putting your business into the online space was really very new. I think the biggest thing was Facebook. It was, you know, having a Facebook page was huge. And so my job was really to network with other local businesses and to bring our presence into the online space. We ended up having painting classes and see my stories getting really long of these weird ways of how I got here, but we ended up having painting classes and needing to bring people in. And so online turned out to be this great thing. Other local businesses started to ask me to help them bring their businesses online, but they wanted to keep this genuine small business like hometown feel when they came to the online space so my job was really to coach them to do that or to completely do it for them as like a social media marketing manager and i absolutely loved doing that i love small businesses i love their values i love their hearts and i loved being able to help them grow online but at some point it became too much. I couldn't do the one-on-one -on -one anymore. I was running out of hours. I have kids and just, there weren't enough hours in the day. So I thought I'll make a course for small business owners and I'll help them bring their businesses online. And I thought that was my light bulb moment. I had this notebook full of ideas. I was going to do this. And then at some point, as I started going into the teacher gram world, which is a huge world all in its own, I, I thought I started to listen to teachers and they were struggling to bring their businesses online. They had all sorts of ideas. Teachers pay teachers. They wanted online courses or memberships. They wanted to do freelancing, um, but they were struggling to get visible online because they were humble and they didn't want to come off as salesy. And so I had my ultimate light bulb moment. I still remember I was sitting in my kitchen in my polka dot pajamas. I call it the polka dot pajama moment where it just all hit me like, why am I working with small businesses? I should be working with teachers. I'm a full-time teacher and I could help them. I could really help them grow their business and make the money they deserve to be making. I mean, really the impact they could make could grow and I could help them with that. So that's how the journey began. And then Teacher Hustle University, which is my membership for teachers who want to market their businesses, that began and it just grew quickly from there. That was only a year ago and we already have over 200 members. So it's been a whirlwind. That's so awesome. I love your story. It's so inspiring to me because like, and I know too, like you didn't share this, but I know this just because I know you, but like a lot of what sparked that for your business too and growing your business was that you wanted to have a third kid. And so it was a way to convince your husband. 
totally yes there was this time right around when i was making the course um i was trying to convince my husband my husband to have a third child and he was like Alyssa, we can't between daycare costs and you know diapers and food and just the expenses of a kid we can't we can't we were you know I, i'm a teacher he's a social worker we, we make enough money i don't want to complain about the money we make but we don't make extra money we but because of the cost of daycare really we were strapped like if the kids needed clothes i had to really be careful with what we were spending so that i could go buy them some clothes and like i I just had this moment where I was like, no, you know what? I want to have some extra. I want to go on vacation without feeling guilty. I want to be able to pay for daycare for a third kid without feeling like I'm giving up my entire paycheck to do that. Like mm -hmm. there has got to be another way. And so, you know, to fast forward to the end of the story, that was a year ago. We now have the third baby. We have lots of extra. We just went on vacation. We just bought a new home. And I'm staying home on maternity leave this year. So I feel so blessed and I am excited to share this with others because there's plenty out there for everyone. And we, we really deserve this income and impact. I believe that. Mm -hmm. I can so relate to that because I know that when I started my business, I was seven months pregnant and I was really at a point where I was like, I, I wanted to be home. And that's not to say I didn't love teaching. I did, but I, I really struggled with the boundary and you and I were talking before we pressed record about boundaries, but I struggle with that boundary of when I'm at school, you know, I'm teacher and when I'm home, I'm mom. And those lines were constantly blurred. And I just thought if I could do something at this point when they're this young to be at home and I know I would never regret that. So, you know, I totally, totally relate to it. And it's, it's hard for teachers. I know that there's teachers out there that are really looking, not necessarily to leave the classroom, but just to have a little extra, like you said. Yes. So I, I love that that's part of your story and that you shared that. And, you know, I know you said you're staying home on maternity leave this year, but, you know, the whole entire building of this business, ramping it up, really getting your brand solidified and launching your course happened while you were working as a full-time teacher. And I will like preach this till the day I die. Like teachers, we work way more than our contracted hours. Like everyone would always say to me, well, you should be grateful you have the summers off. And I would always say, if you knew how many hours I spent outside of my contracted hours at school, I probably would have at least worked, uh, you know, three or four weeks in the summer. You know, I would get probably the same vacation time that you get in your job. So I would love for you to share what your experience was like working full-time, building a business, because a lot of people are thinking, you know, I can't do this and build my business. It's, it's too hard. And, and I know that you've, it's, it wasn't easy, but I know that you've, that you've done it. So I'd love for you to share your experience with that. Sure. Yeah. So I think, first of all, the name teacher hustle is sometimes I, I am like a little, I, I rethink the name and I think, why did I choose that? But the reason I chose it was because teachers and some people in general have this drive, this passion. And I'm one of those people who I really have to have a project. I really love chasing ideas. I love getting out my laptop and, and researching or, or going down the next rabbit hole with whatever project I'm working on. It's this, it's a special sort of drive that I think some people have to do more. They know they're made for more. I've always had that always, always, always as far back as I can remember. And I, I know when I meet somebody else like you, who is the same way I can feel it. And so what I meant by the name teacher hustle, and it doesn't just apply to teachers, but most teachers are this way. 
is that I wanted to get at those people who are looking for something more. And so sometimes your full-time job and teaching is so fulfilling and I do love teaching, but something was missing and I felt like I could be doing more and I wanted to do more. Not only did I want that extra financial cushion for my family and I wanted to be able to contribute to my family finances, but um, I also really was looking for some impact and looking for some connection, looking for something more. And so that made it easier for me to do both at the same time, because like you said, it wasn't easy. Once I had that light bulb moment, I would say it was fun because I was like, okay, let's go. And I love chasing an idea. So what I would do logistically is I would wait until the kids went to bed and my kids, I do a strict bedtime. If, if there's one thing I did right in parenting, it was bedtime. Um, so I put them down and I would take my laptop right out and get to work. And um, I loved doing that. And I will say that the most difficult part was in the beginning. When I had the idea and I was chasing it and I was learning, I was listening to podcasts like crazy. I would drive around the block 10 times before I picked my kids up from daycare just to finish a podcast episode because I was taking in all of the information. And then I stayed up late at night implementing that information. And, I'm, and by late, I mean 2 a.m. But that didn't last forever. That lasted, you know, just in the beginning when I was really building things up. And then it started to, you know, it started to get a little bit easier. And now I've got it down to a couple of hours a week or more if I want to. So there's really this building phase where it's very hard and you're doing a lot at once. It pays off. That's part of having this income that you've built that's just really kind of runs like a well-oiled machine. When you build it up right in the beginning, it kind of plays out in a much easier way and becomes this flexible income that is, it's really an opportunity to earn money when you want to. It's really, building an online business is opening the door for you to be in charge of your money and not feeling like you're in that paycheck mindset where money happens to you, money is a thing that happens to you, you get a paycheck for your contracted hours and if you work extra, you work extra. No, money is a thing that you create through opportunities that you follow. That shift happens through hard work and follow through and consistency and learning and listening to podcasts like this. Your listeners are in the right place um, and it truly does work. So it was worth it. I have people who um, who are you know starting to get into the freelancing space and they're like, Aubrey, how did you do it? Like, what did you do it? And really for me, it was putting on my blinders and saying, there's no other way. Like once I, once I knew that this could work for me and I started to see like a little bit of success, that was almost like that fire in me. It's like, not that you keep wanting more, but having that mentality of there's no other option. Like I'm not going to, cause a lot of people will say, well, I'm worried about failing and I'm worried about someone say no to me or something like that. And it's like, okay, well, if they do say no, then that's fine. But if you have that mentality of like, well, I'm going to keep going, that's how it happens. And you just have to be in that mind frame of it's going to happen for me no matter what. And it's going to be hard and it's going to be difficult. And there will be tears and late nights were for you. I was early mornings. I would have everything ready to go and shower the night before. So literally all I had to do was wake up, put on my clothes. I was, like I said, I was pregnant at the time. So I didn't even really like care what I looked like. And I would work for two hours before I had to walk out the door. And that's what I did for the last two months of my pregnancy until 
I had my baby and that's, it was, that's what it took. And then, like you said, then once I did that hard work, it was, it became a little bit easier. It started to get easier. I got into the rhythm of things. So, so it can be done. (laughs) It can be done. And I love what you said about blinders on and take the hours you have in the day, whether that's after your kids go to bed, it's before they get up. It's my Instagram name is teacher by nap time. Maybe it's nap time. Maybe it's your lunch break. Take the hours you have get out your notepad and write down the things you need to do during that hour, get your blinders on and get it done because you are in the driver's seat and there's going to be so much professional growth that comes from this journey, but there's also so much personal growth. When I look back at the videos I made when I first started out, I, I see a different person. I have become a different person because of this online business. I, I don't know how to explain that, other than just, I think it's the podcast. It's something about the mindset shifts and the growth. You just can't believe where this journey is even going to take you until you've gotten there and and you look back. So keep working hard because I promise it pays off. Yeah. And I love that you said that too. Like not only will you see success in your life as far as finances, but like how you can transform and change because it takes a different kind of mentality going online. You know, it's different than the face-to-face, whatever it is, the job that you do, you know, for us, it was teaching, but it's a different shift for you and it causes you to to put yourself out there. And it's going to lead right into my next question because marketing and making yourself visible, like is the biggest step that you can make into helping your business grow. Cause it's not enough to just say like, Hey, I'm freelancing now, or, Hey, I'm doing this. And just like hoping people will come to you, which is what we love to think would happen. We would love to think we could just say it once. And then, you know, the floodgates open and everybody starts running in, but that's not the case. So marketing is your strong suit. So I'd love to talk about some of the do's and don'ts of marketing your business online. What, what do we need to make sure that we're doing? What are maybe some things that we think we need to do that we don't, I would love for you to share about that. I think first and foremost, it's what you said there is getting visible and it's a scary thing. It's terrifying to put yourself out into the online space, uh, to put your face out there, to put your ideas out there. There's all sorts of feelings, you know, is anybody really going to care what I have to say? Uh, What about everybody else that's already saying this? Who is going to think that I'm an expert? What makes me an expert? Do I need to be certified? Do I need to be qualified? And the answer is no. If you want to be considered a thought leader, let's say that your service is Pinterest management and you want to be a thought leader in the area of Pinterest and you want to say, I really know what I'm doing when it comes to marketing on Pinterest. Well, then you go out and you learn about it and you put that information and your ideas out into the world, even though you may not feel like an expert, you just keep putting yourself out there and that's what makes you a thought leader. So I love to talk a lot about thought leadership and just what helps, what really helped me in the beginning is kind of this quick tip that I'll give you. I wrote down the name of somebody that was in my school that would constantly ask me for marketing advice. I wrote her name down on a piece of paper. Her name is Lori. And I put it on my computer every time that I went to record a video, make a social media post, post something on Facebook. I wrote it for Lori. And that really helped me to, again, put the blinders on not writing this for, you know, my aunt Debbie, who's going to see this on my Facebook page. I'm writing this for Lori who needs my help with her marketing so that she can grow her business. If you can get one living, breathing customer avatar, which is like the ideal customer for you. If you know somebody, even if you just know them in the online space, or if you know them in real life, 
write their name down and just talk to them. That'll help you bust through some of those mindset things that are going to come into your head, whether you're a beginner or you have been doing this for years. It still happens to me. It's like a weed. It just keeps popping up here and there. And you just, when you least expect it, you'll hit the video to go, you'll hit the button to go live. And all of a sudden, so-and-so will pop into your head. Susie McPerfect pops into your head and you're like, well, I'm not, I'm not as perfect as her. Um, and you just have to keep cutting those weeds down. And the way you can do that is by focusing on one person. And that's so important because if I think back to where my heart really is, which is small business, the reason I love small businesses so much is because of their heart and their so genuine and they're usually the money they're making in their business is going to pay medical bills or pay off a debt or pay for the kids dance class come at it from that perspective get visible not only in what you know about your air your niche area but also make yourself visible and tell your story i think now more than ever before we're choosing to work with people and to buy from brands who align with our personal values and you have to put yourself, your face, your um, behind the scenes out there into the world so that people can make the decision to work with you because you're both an expert and an awesome human being. So yeah, that's scary, but that's going to be the difference between a successful business and one that just plateaus or flops. Right. Yeah. We were talking, uh, Alyssa and I are into the uh, TikTok space. <laughs> yes. And we were talking, we were talking about how we feel like we have a little bit more freedom and, and sometimes you have to almost trick yourself to doing that because I said that I can get on there and not have to worry about Susie McPerfect from high school. Who's going to judge me for doing this. And she reminded me they could find me, but at the same time too, it's kind of like keeping those blinders on and just remembering like, I'm putting myself out there and, and the more that I do it, even if it is like maybe, maybe me doing all these TikToks will help me get better at, you know, doing it on Instagram. I, I do it on Instagram because I know that that's part of my visibility strategy, but I don't love it. <laughs> so right. right. It is so hard. It's so hard to put ourselves out there. And I think the hardest part is to go on your personal account and say, I'm doing this. This mm -hmm. is my business. I, one of my I call them the THU, Teacher Hustle University crew members. One of the members was really in the growth stage. She's done such a great job in the online space and she really needed a growth strategy. And I said, why don't you go old school? Why don't you print out a business card and go do like a networking event? And she looked at me like I had 10 heads. She was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not telling people in real life that I have an online business. And that's really what you've got to push through. You've got to push through that. I, I know um, my assistant superintendent at my school, he's wonderful. And one day he called me up and he's like, I saw your blog and I must have turned bright red. I was so embarrassed. I couldn't believe he had found my secret life but he was proud and he was like, this is so cool. This is awesome. And I want you to bring some of these ideas to the classroom. So you just never know what opportunities it's going to open up. You've got to push through and, and do it. It's part of that personal growth. Right. And you never know, like, I love how you talked about putting it on like your personal page, because that's usually where you have, like, you've been building your Facebook, you know, since its existence. And so you have a lot of connections and you don't know where those connections like might have gone, who they're connected with. And I love, I love giving that piece of advice. Like if someone's like, I'm really struggling to find some clients. And I said, well, why don't you just post on your Facebook page and see, just say, Hey, um, this is a service that I offer if you know of anyone, because like you said too, especially now, 
brick and mortars are trying to come online. Like I think even with everything that's happened, like they've, they've known that they needed to do it, but it's one of those things where they're like, no, things are going great in my store. And now they're like, shoot, I need to, (laughs) I need to be online. And a lot of these people who have the brick and mortar stores, like bless their heart, but they just, they're used to doing things the way that they've been doing them and it's worked for them. And now they have to shift and they're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. So even posting it on your personal page, like that's a step in the right direction. It's a little bit easier than maybe going live on your personal page and talking about it, but just, you know, writing it out and just saying, Hey, you know, if anyone, if you know of anyone, I would love to be connected with them or maybe you do. And you just never know who might need your services and they can't know if you don't talk about it. Totally. The, one of the best things, if your listeners are wanting to get in with small businesses and brick and mortar businesses, because like you said, they need a lot of help. Now they're really forced to be online. They're forced to be creative and it's, a, it's make or break for them. So we need to, you know, if you have a skill or you have a talent that you can bring forward to help these businesses, you, not only, you know, should you do it for your own personal gain, but like, you know, I almost want to say like, we really have an obligation to help these businesses because we have these skills. Like let's not hold back because we are, there's maybe a business owner out there who needs you and needs your help to survive and you being too scared to move forward or to put yourself out there on your personal page might be holding you back from helping them. And so put, put yourself in their perspective and think, you know, I could be really holding myself back from helping somebody who needs it. But one of the best things I did with connecting with local businesses is um, I joined a co-working space in my area. It is a women owned co-working space and it's the most amazing thing I could have done. I never thought I would need to make connections locally. I think service-based businesses do that more so, but Again, like you said, you wouldn't believe they have a bulletin board where you can leave your information. They have group meetings where they come together and the networking that happens at that co-working space is incredible. And it's so great to meet up with people in my local area who are also visionaries and business people and are, you know, growing themselves in this way. And it's just been so cool to be a part of that. So don't underestimate your personal Facebook page the bulletin board at your local coffee shop, the co-working space. Those are all great places to network and get yourself out there and connect with businesses who need you. Yeah. I love that you're bringing this perspective too, because I think a lot of my listeners go the, you know, Facebook group route and they underestimate their personal connections and they underestimate what they can do within their own radius. So I love that you brought that up because, which is weird because that's how things used to be. And, but I think it's a lot easier to, to be behind your computer and, and chat, you know, through email or through messenger. So I love, love that you brought that up. One thing I want to touch on is I know one of the things that you talk about a lot in your marketing is having an email list. Mm-hmm. And as a done for you service provider, sometimes we think, is that something that we need? Um, I would definitely say that that's something that you, you would want, would want to wait to think about until you're really, you know, established and you're bringing clients in and you, and you have that one service that you offer so that you can really capitalize on that. But I would love for you to, to share a little bit about email marketing and how that could benefit service providers. Sure. So when you decide on your niche or your one service that you really love providing, which I'm sure you talk about, and I know you talk about is really the key. Once you figure that out, it's like 
the green light for you. It's like everything falls into place. You found your place in the online world. You see where you fit in. You see where you need to go. And your next step in really growing is to come out into the online space and say, not only do I offer this service, but I'm also really good at it. I'm also an expert and I know what I'm talking about. And so that's where your content marketing plan comes into place. And that's where you begin to teach your audience um, that could be potential clients, or maybe you want to even break out and teach other people to do what you are doing. could be two types of audiences, but either way, you want to teach them something that will show that you are a thought leader in this space and that you have an expertise in this. And so email marketing plays a really big role in that because the reason I love email marketing so much, and maybe it fits with the theme of this whole podcast, is because it's a little old school. It's simple. There's no algorithm. If you send an email out, it comes to the top of the inbox as long as you're not spamming and you've done all that right. And people will receive it in the order it came in. People are checking their email all throughout the day, constantly, as they're doing other things. They're cooking, they're cleaning, they, they're getting to work. They're in the bathroom even, right? Like we're always checking our email. And so why are we trying to put ourselves, why are we putting so much energy into places where we have to fight an algorithm when we could simply be emailing our perfect people? The trick is you want the perfect people on your email list. So these should be potential clients, or like I said, if you're gonna, if you're gonna go the route of teaching other people to do what you do, then you would want to tag those people separately on your list and, and maybe send out two different emails with two different purposes. But it's a way to give tips, give suggestions, uh, give out some free value, and build that relationship so that when they need, and let me go back to the Pinterest marketing example, when that business owner needs somebody to manage their Pinterest page, when they're ready, because maybe they weren't when they first met you, they'll remember you because you are the Pinterest person. You are the go-to Pinterest person. And they've been getting emails from you with little tips here and there, little tidbits, little quick wins on Pinterest. So they know you know what you're talking about. When they have that need, you're going to be the first person that pops up. Or even better, they hear of somebody else who has that need and they say, oh, go check out so-and-so. She knows what she's doing with Pinterest. So it's going above and beyond just putting your services out there it's going to that next step and growing and saying, I have value to offer. I know what I'm talking about. And then the last little piece that I wanted to chat about, cause you and I, you know, we've, we've been connected for a little bit and we've been going back and forth and you've recently added into the, the many things that you do. But as far as your income streams, you've added in having a done for you service. You've been putting that out there. And I just wanted to chat, like, how has that been for you? Because you, the way that I usually see it is, kind of the way that I've come. So for me, it's a little like, it's a different perspective, like going the I'm doing a done for you service. And now I'm stepping into the more like passive coach role and you did the course coach role. And now you're adding this in. So I would just love to get your perspective on it. How has that been for you? You know, what kind of service are you offering? How did you, I'm asking too many questions, but (laughs) I'm excited for you to share this because it's a very interesting perspective. It's really been so cool. And in fact, you were really the inspiration for it because um, like you said, I started out with a membership. So being a teacher, I think is maybe why I jumped to that. I knew I wanted to help a lot of people and maybe also because I technically did start with service. I technically did start as a social media manager and I realized I couldn't do 
the one-on-one -on -one anymore because there, there weren't enough hours in the day. I was like staying up late and I can only help so many people. So that's where the membership, it was like, I need to teach a lot of people this one thing, marketing. And then once I had the membership running and it was running really passively. And I mean, I still put up, you know, I still pour pretty much everything I have into the membership because I really want my members to be successful. Um, but there was a certain type of member that I really loved working with. And that was somebody who had been marketing their business and was really in the growth stage and was ready to launch their own course or membership. That's because I had been through that process. I really loved the launch process. I love business psychology. I love writing copy. So I actually sent Aubrey a message and I was like, look, here's what I'm good at. I, I don't know really what my niche is, but I know I love working with teachers who are launching a course or a membership. I love helping them with launch strategy. I love Kajabi, which is a place that houses courses and memberships. I love writing copy. What service can I provide? And, and you helped me sort of define that. And I didn't want to offer a lot of this because I am busy and I don't want it to take away from my membership, which is truly my main offering. Um, but I did want to work with a couple of teachers who needed me. So I, Aubrey and I put together this offer and I kind of ironed out exactly what I thought that I loved. I almost see it like a Venn diagram in my head. Like what I love doing and what the other person needs and then the sweet spot in the middle is where my service came into play. And so I, I knew I needed to add this income because I was gonna be staying home this year on maternity leave. And so I really needed, you know, for my husband and I, we needed this like extra layer of opportunity. So it's a higher priced offer. And I was terrified to put it out there. And I mean, and I'm, I've been doing this for a year, so I think I've established myself as a thought leader. But when I put it out, I was terrified. And I was like, is anybody going to want this? And I only wanted one or two people. And I found one or two of the, per actually two of the perfect people to work with. And so what I'm doing is I am a behind the scenes launch strategist for them. I'm calling it launch bestie. And so we have a VIP day where I work with them for 90 minutes to coach them. And then I actually carry out the coaching. So it's a little bit different than just business coaching. I kind of extract the messaging from them around their launch. And then I sit down and write out their sales page. And then I put all of that into Kajabi for them. I input everything. So it's service meets coaching, I guess, mm -hmm. um, in this big VIP day package. And so uh, I love it. I just did a launch for someone and it's gonna, I, I know, I don't want to say this. So I want to jinx her because we're right in the middle of the launch, but mark my words, it's going to be a five figure launch. And it is so cool to be behind the scenes. I told her, I'm like, I'm like Will Smith and Hitch. I have <laughs> that's like a microphone in her ear and I'm like, okay, now go on stories and do this. Okay, now have an Instagram live and say this. And she does it and I just get to sit back and watch and I don't have to be um, front facing. So it's been so cool. I love it. And I love to sit back and just type into Kajabi, type away and do the sales page and just, you know, I, I kind of geek out on that stuff. So if you're thinking about adding a service and you haven't yet, I would highly recommend just listen and for a while to what people need and lean into what you love and you're going to find that sweet spot. You may have to iron it out a bit before you figure out what it really is, but you will find that thing that you just love to do and love to talk about. And I love how, and we talked about this too, because you were saying like, after I kind of started getting my feet wet with this, I realized, no, I don't really love this piece. And that's a good lesson too, because just because you set out and you have this intention of this is what I'm going to offer. 
if you need to tweak it because you find like, oh, you know, after working with this client, like this happened and, and it didn't really work out too well, or I need to maybe tighten up what I'm including in my services. So that's just such a great lesson too, because just because you set out to do something doesn't mean it can't change. It doesn't, you know, we put it down in our portfolio, we put it on our website and think like, this is the end all be all, but it can, it can always change. It can totally change. And I told you before we hit record that I was changing it up a little bit because as soon as I started doing it, I realized there were parts that I didn't love. And I was like, nope, I'm going to get those out. I'm not going to do spend time, especially because I have that the membership. I don't want to take away from my membership to be doing something that I don't love doing. So right. I did iron it out to be just what I love. And so I don't want to, you know, I didn't want to put a service out there and then resent some, does that make sense? I didn't want to mm -hmm. have this like, oh, feeling of dread when I had to sit down to do it. I wanted to love it. So that mm -hmm. required me to really figure out what I loved and what I didn't like. So yeah. And that's one thing I always talk with my clients about when they're trying to figure out, like trying to land on that signature service, because they're kind of doing a little bit of everything. And we, the first thing we talk about is like, what do you, when you get behind your computer, like, what is it like that you dread to do? And you know, a lot of the times it's the things, you know, sometimes they think it's the things that they thought they enjoyed doing, but when they really sit down and think about it, like they don't feel great about it. And I'm like, well, we're not gonna, let's not, let's not offer that service anymore. Let's do That's something good. that you enjoy and let's get really, really good at doing that thing and getting all your systems in place and getting everything streamlined and really like niching down on this and becoming totally. so good at it so that you can become seen as, as the Kajabi person, you know, as the Pinterest person, like become that person. And, and it totally. starts with not doing all the things. Exactly. Yep. Well, Alyssa, I have loved chatting with you. I know you and I could sit on here and chat forever. <laughs> um, and I want to give my listeners a, a chance to come and hang out with you and learn more about you and, and what you do. So where can we connect with you more? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram. My handle is teacher by nap time. And so you can find me over there. I'm constantly posting and constantly on stories. And now I'm trying Instagram reels, which is just ridiculous and I think it's funny but I'm sure other people don't think I'm quite as funny as I think I am but I'm there and so I would love to connect with you there send me a DM if you're thinking about offering a service but you're not sure how to tackle the marketing whether you're a teacher or not a teacher I love chatting about this stuff and geeking out about marketing so I'm happy to help you with all the marketing stuff and don't forget about your podcast too because we did this oh yeah is, <laughs> this is a podcast swap too so I did an interview on Alyssa's podcast and then so your podcast, tell them about it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, right. We traded podcast episodes. So you can hear Aubrey over on my podcast and, and, um, I have a podcast called the teacher hustle podcast, which is all about marketing for your online business, whether it is service-based or a lot of my members have digital products or a lot of my listeners, I should say, or even physical products or subscription boxes. So we talk about all different kinds of online businesses and, and really how to get visible in the online space. So again, whether you're a teacher or not, it will still, I think you'll still really enjoy the podcast. So try to keep it simple, easy marketing advice. So if you want that, head over to the teacher hustle podcast. And it's one of my, it. it's one of my favorites. And I don't think I've ever told you this too, but before you and I actually like connected, you know, not, I mean in real life, but like before you and I ever <laughs> corresponded with each other, it was one of my favorites to listen to. And I, I did like it because you had that, that teaching aspect too, but I, I learned a lot because marketing was something that was so foreign to me and I, I knew that I needed to learn. So it's definitely a good one. Thank you. I'm glad you liked it. Thank you so, so much for coming on, Alyssa. Thank you. 
Wow, wasn't that a great episode with Alyssa? She shared so much knowledge with us, and I loved how she's added a service-based layer to her business. And her and I were able to work together to come up with a service that she loved and was able to use a lot of the skills that she already had and a lot of things she already liked to help her clients out. If you are where Alyssa was, where you want to add a service-based layer or you really want to narrow down in what you're offering, but you are struggling with what that signature service could be, that's where I come in. I will help you figure out exactly that signature service that you can offer, how you can start marketing it, and we will get systems in place for you so that your business runs smoothly. No more hamster wheel, no more spinning your wheels, no more hustle, hustle, hustle. If you want to book a strategy session with me where we can uncover your signature service, then you need to head to aubreymalik.com slash coaching so you can book your signature service session with me. Signature service session, say that three times fast. But seriously, I don't want you to struggle anymore. I want you to stop offering all the services. I want you to get really clear on that problem that you solve for that ideal client so you can start profiting more money. We're going to stop working all the hours. We're going to get really clear on that service that we offer, and we are going to start marketing it in a way that's effective, that attracts our ideal client. So if you are ready to take that next step with me, head to aubreymalek.com coaching. Let's get you on the books so that you can start Start elevating and scaling your freelancing business today. I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.